All right, how's that was good. How's everybody doing today? Quite a few didn't go out of town, so that's you went out some of you went out the last few weeks. You're like, I'm staying in this weekend. So <laughs> Well, we've been talking about grace. I want us to kind of kind of go off on that again. And so if you want to open in your Bibles to the book of Titus. Titus chapter 2. First one who gets there, shout amen. Titus chapter 2. You already you cheated, guy. You already had it in front of you. <laughs> you got a head start. <laughs> you know, last week we were talking uh, just a little bit about changing your spiritual family tree and your spiritual uh, history, basically, and, and looked at you know, the example of Abraham and, and his family, and really that it's the, the grace of God that, that allows us to break those chains and to see grace flow through our, you know, our kids and our grandkids. You know, we, we want it to... It's not supposed to just stop and then go bad again and start over. I mean, I know, and again, this is not a, this is not a browbeating for anybody that says, well, my kid didn't didn't turn out perfect or whatever or walked away from the Lord. That's not what this is about. But the way God intended it to work was for His grace to be sufficient and be passed on and there be a foundation to be built. I mean, even in, even in the area of like revival, uh, the reason we have to start over at revival every time is because we haven't gotten to a level and then kept it at that level. And so, you know, I don't think that's the way God intended it to be. I don't think God intended us to live in the book of Judges. Boom, you, you have somebody come, they rescue you, everybody follows God, and then 40 years later, nobody's following God, and God has to send it again. And so I don't think that's the pattern he's originally intended. He originally intended there to be just increase, the increase of his government will be without end. In other words, there's going to be a, a growth, a blessing. Our kids will get to know God better than we know them, and our grandkids will get to know the Lord better than our kids knew God, and so there's a growth on it. That's, that's God's plan. That's his intention. There is the will of a person involved. So he can't, we can't make somebody do that, I understand. But his perfect plan is for there to be increase. So I want us to, I want us to look at grace again. We're going to start uh, in Titus. We're going to go over a few scriptures. Uh, you may have never seen this scripture in, in the book of Titus. You may have never read the book of Titus. You may not even know there was a book of Titus. Some of you didn't know there was a book of Titus. Titus was one of Paul's disciples. He is one of the people that Paul poured into that then began to minister um, as, as, a, as, as an apostle, an evangelist, and, and really a pastor as well. And so Titus 2 says this, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope what's the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own i am yours there it is right there a people who are his very own eager to do what is good. This has so much about grace in it. And most, many times what people think of when they think of grace, they think of God 
covering your sin. Okay? And that is part of it. I'm not trying to diminish that. That is huge. So I'm not trying to say that's not important. I'm saying we're going to, we don't want to miss all of grace. That's part of grace. This is talking about the other part of grace. Because grace is not just for our past. Grace is for my now and for my tomorrow. It's not meant to be just something that, okay, we took care of that in the past and hopefully I can make it, you know, till the blessed day of Jesus. Either I make it to Him or He makes it to me. Uh, that, that's, that's not the intention of God. The grace of God is meant to give us the power and strength to live a life that is transformed. Now, there's a lot of teaching about grace right now. It's all over. It, it's, it's all over. And, of course, when God wants to do something, what happens? You know, the enemy tries to distort it. And so I've heard all kinds of different things, and some of them sound good, and some of them are, are fresh and revelation and things we need, and some of them, you know, go out, get off track. You know, I've heard of, of people, and I've probably shared this before. I've had some other pastors go to me, and they have people who leave their church because they get into grace, and then they change their life where they don't have... They, they're like, I can do whatever I want now because <laughs> I have grace. Well, <laughs> that's not what it says in the Bible. <laughs> it says when you have grace, you will be different. So if you're not different, if you just do whatever you want, you're not in grace. You don't get to use the grace to do what you want. The grace gives you the power and the desire to do what He wants. What does it say at the end of the Scripture? Eager to do what is good or zealous for good works. In other words, grace came into our lives so that we didn't have to work hard to work ourselves up to do it. Much of what the church focused on for years was focusing on behavior and sin. And yeah, we want to change our behavior and we don't want to sin. Exactly. But how do you do that? You don't do that by focusing on those things. Have you noticed when you focus on trying not to do something bad... What do you do? You end up doing that thing. Why? Because you're thinking about it all the time. <laughs> Whatever you're thinking about is going to begin to flow in you. So if you're thinking about not sinning, that's going to be your focus. How does grace overcome sin in our lives? My focus goes on someone else. On Jesus, the one who gives grace. Let's look at John, John 14 and 15. It says this. It says... If you love me, you will keep my commands. Now, some translations leave out the you will, but they, a lot of them have a note. Like the New King James will say, If you love me, keep my commandments. And there's a big difference between the two. Here's why. One says, Prove that you love me by obeying me. And if we, get, if we think that's the way God is then we're going to be in performance mode with Him. In other words, you got to do something right to show that you love me. You better get on the stick. You better be a good Christian. You better work harder. And you better bust your, you know what, and show that you love me. Come on now, show that you love me. Do what I say. Now that doesn't, you know, that works. That does work. Hey, guilt works. Did you know that? <laughs> guilt does have... I mean, it doesn't work well, but it, does, it can get performance. You can guilt somebody into doing something, they might end up doing it. 
They're going to do it for the wrong reasons. They're going to hate you even more for it. You know, they're going to despise doing it, but they'll do it. God doesn't want to work by guilt. He wants to work by grace and love. And so he says, look, hey, if you love me, hey, love me. You will. You'll want to. If you don't have the want to, you don't have the love. So you need to get the love so you have the want to. So it's not about trying harder. It's about loving, getting, falling in love with Jesus. Because he says, if you love me, you will. You're not going to have to try hard to not do this. Look, this is not what the church taught for a lot of years. But this is grace. I believe this is grace. This is the grace of God. It's the same thing in Titus. The grace of God comes and what? Teaches us. It shows us. It's not we have to teach ourselves. No. The grace of God comes in the person of grace. The spirit of grace comes. And he teaches us and says, look, you're going to say no to that. And you're going to say yes to all this good stuff. All, you're going to live self-controlled. You're going to upright. You're going to live a godly life right now. In this present age. In other words, you don't have to wait till heaven to have heaven right now. That's what Jesus came to show. He came to live, live out heaven on earth. That's why he said, pray this prayer. Let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're supposed to be living like we're in heaven on earth. Now look, I understand that doesn't mean everything around us suddenly magically changed. No, it means we see things differently and we respond differently and we can react differently because we have heaven inside of us. Because the grace of God has appeared and offered it salvation, hey, for all people. You know, it's like the book of Galatians. You know, you can't start with by faith and grace and then finish by works. It's by grace you're saved through faith and it's not from you, it's the gift of God. And so, when I'm living in grace, it becomes natural for me to follow God. You don't have to try hard. If you have to try hard, you're not living in grace. So if it's a struggle for you, now look, I'm saying, look, it doesn't mean we have to face challenges, but it's we have something more than ourself to face it with. Grace is that something more. Do I have to, act, do I have to allow the grace in my life? Absolutely. It's like if I had a vending machine in my house, for some reason my wife let me get one. Okay, let's just say that. Okay? I don't know, I don't even want one in my house. But let's say I did. My kids would love a vending machine in my house, wouldn't they? Your kids? That way, you know, and hopefully it didn't take money, right? You just push the button and it comes out. But imagine if I had a vending machine full of all the whatever I want in a vending machine, and if I never go to the vending machine and push the button and, and receive something from it, I don't have the benefit of what's inside there. It's in my house. It's right there. It hasn't left me. Do I have it? Yes. No matter what, I have it. Unless it's out of my house, I have it. It's there, but I have to use it. I have to access it. I have to go to it. I have to ask for something. In order for me to receive, I have to ask. Same thing with grace. When I become a believer in Jesus Christ, if you're a believer in Jesus, if you have given your life to Him, if you've said, I'm leaving that behind, I am following you, this is way better. I believe this is good news. I, it's good news that I've been set free, that you died for me, that I can live a different life. I can live a godly life. I can say no to ungodliness and worldly passion. It, it, it gets a whole lot easier. The more I say it, it's easy because of the grace of God. The grace of God is in my life. There's a... I don't want to reduce the grace to a vending machine, but 
It's there in the house. It's in my house. But I have to access it. And we access grace through faith. Through believing that what God says I have, I have. 1 Corinthians 15, 56, we talked about this earlier. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. The power of sin is the law. That's what we're talking about when you say, don't do this, then you do it. Have you noticed that with your kids? If you have kids or grandkids, some of you have grandkids, you want to make sure your little one gets into something and say, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't touch that. They didn't even notice it before. <laughs> they weren't even going to bother doing it, right? But you say, hey, don't, don't mess with this over here. And then suddenly, what does that awaken? It awakens them a curiosity that says, oh, what is that? And then it's like, mommy doesn't want me to do that, or daddy doesn't want me to touch that. And so then it's like the, there begins to be some power that affects them. I mean, really, that's how... That's how uh, the law, God gave the law in the Old Testament, not so that we could be free through it, but so that we could be pointed to Jesus. It says that in the book of Galatians, that the law was the, the teacher or the schoolmaster that led us to Christ. In other words, we weren't supposed to end up with the rules. The rules were supposed to force us to know, I can't do it, so I, I need something more than this. I need someone who can get me out of this. That's why in Romans 7, Paul says, Who can save me from this? Thanks be to God. That's the one that saved me. Through Jesus Christ. And so, the power of grace is to focus on the one who has the grace. That's how I access grace. By loving Him. By getting to know Him. Hey, have you noticed that when you're just with God more, when you're just aware of Him more, when you're praising Him more, when you're praying more, when you're, when you're doing what He says, does it get a little bit easier to want to do those things? When you're with Him, the more you're with Him. Why? Because it's if you love me, you'll do what I say. It's if you're with me, the grace is activated. You know, you're, you're using what, I, what, what has been placed inside your life. And what happens is your desires begin to change. It, we're meant to have our desires change. <laughs> It's not that I just, I just don't do that. I just force myself not to do this. No, I don't want to anymore. Until you get to the I don't want to, you haven't gotten into grace fully. Because when you access the fullness of God's grace, you don't want that anymore. I'm just deciding whether I should go somewhere here. <laughs> First <laughs> John 5, verses 4 and 5 says this, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. So how do I overcome? How do I, how do I live in this grace? As I said before, our victory comes from faith, from believing that Jesus is who He says He is. And believing that what Jesus says about who I am is true. If I get the identity of Jesus right, and I get my identity in Christ right, I'm going to be living in the grace of God. I'm going to overcome. 
If you're trying to overcome something in your life, if there's something that's, that's coming at you, you need the grace of God. You need the power of God to overcome it. You need something more than what you have in yourself. You can't just try harder. You can't just pray more. You have to receive it. You have to go to the one who has the grace and by faith believe that you will receive what you have asked for. There is no reason that a child of God needs to be bound to anything. There is no reason that a son or daughter of the living God needs to have anything of darkness have influence or dominion in my life. Because I've been taken out of darkness. What? I've been brought out of darkness into His wonderful life. I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son He loves. I've been, I've been bought with a price. I've been redeemed. That means I've been, I've been paid for and brought out of slavery. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer a slave to sin. You know, in Romans chapter 7, Paul says, I... I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do. Something like that, right? <laughs> what Paul was describing was not the Christian life. A lot of people hold on to that and say, oh, this is, this is a struggle. I just do what I don't want to do, and I, I don't do what I want to do. No, that's the life under the law. The life under the law is failure, try not to do it, you, you mess up, you, you don't do what you want to do, you do do what you want to do. So if you find yourself in that cycle, you're in a cycle of being in the law. And getting to know the rules better is not going to help you get out. You can't try harder to get out of that. You can't try harder not to do the bad stuff to get out. You need to have your focus changed from that thing to Jesus. Because the grace is from Him. The faith is from Him. The power is from Him. The strength is from Him. The desire is from Him. What does He say? If anyone is in Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone. I'm preaching New Testament grace this morning, people. <laughs> is it challenging you? It's challenging me. It's not my performance. It's who I am in Him that matters. Then my performance follows. It's not that we don't do works, it's that I have faith first and then faith works. You know, the book of James is still inspired as well. It's just, if you have faith, you're going to do works, of course. But you don't. we sometimes just get it flipped around. We do the works and we like trying to produce faith. No, it's the faith, it's the grace, it's the presence of God in our lives, it's His strength in us that changes us. So if you don't have a changed desire, you haven't experienced grace. And you need to ask God, Lord, I need the grace of God. I need, I need grace in this area, God. I don't want to keep being pulled back into this. doesn't mean we're not going to be tempted. That thing may be put in front of you. But he says, what? No temptation is going to come to you that he won't provide a way out. What's the way out that God provides? I think it's the grace of God. It's, God says, look, I'm going to give you the power over sin. I'm going to give you the power over darkness. I'm going to give you the power over those things. So if they're weighing you down, you're not using the power that has been given to you. Galatians 5 and verse 16, just to show you another one, it is in other places in Scripture. Galatians 5 and 16, this is right before the fruit of the Spirit. And Paul says, so I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
And what the word there, you will not mean, basically means in the original Greek, the connotation is this. It will be impossible for you to fulfill the desires of the flesh if you walk in the Spirit. In other words, when you're there, you can't go there. When you're in the grace, what's walking in the Spirit? It's walking in the Spirit of grace. You have the Holy Spirit guiding you. The Holy Spirit is leading your desires. The Holy Spirit is, is giving you longings for things. And as I access that, I walk in the Spirit. And when I walk in the Spirit, I find that I am not worried about all that other's junk. All the stuff of the flesh. Can I still do it if I want? Sure. I can choose to do whatever I want. I'm free. I'm exactly like Adam and Eve now were before they sinned. I am free to sin or not sin. I have a choice. But I've been empowered now over the brokenness that has been passed down through the generations, beginning with Adam and Eve, that was passed down to the human race. Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. I have, I have my powers made perfect in your weakness. So even though your body is not fully redeemed, your spirit is alive in me. And because your spirit is alive because of Jesus Christ, then your soul can begin to be affected. What's your soul? Your mind, your emotions, and your will. And victory comes through faith. You've got to believe and know and trust that God says, I'm going to make you an overcomer. If you believe you're going to be a failure, guess what? You're going to fail. If you believe that says, no, I'm going to overcome this. I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to get free from this. I'm not going to be like my parent, my dad who did this. I'm, no, I'm, going to, I'm not going to get sucked into to lust and pornography as a man of God. I'm not going to get sucked into that. You know... When you get free from that, I can tell you, your desires change. That, that's no longer a desire. When the grace of God comes, you don't want it anymore. When you get delivered from alcohol, as some people in, in our congregation know, when you get delivered, you don't want it anymore. It's not a desire anymore. When you get delivered from, from any kind of addiction, from drugs or anything, it's not that you just somehow resist and make it through. No, the plan of God, the grace of God is that, hey, you get delivered out of that. You have to change mindsets. There's all kinds of stuff that has to change. Look, it may not be instantaneous, but it's what's at work. The grace of God is at work in your mind. You know, they're finding, just going back to the, the subject of stuff guy, guys stug, struggle with, and there's some younger ones in here, so, so I'll just be very vague. But there's things that happen when you view something that you shouldn't view. It actually begins to affect your mind. They're finding studies where your mind and the chemicals and, and the way your, your mind processes things are being affected. And even the world now, as some people are beginning to say, Hey, this stuff is bad for you. This stuff is not good. We can't just do whatever we want and go into that. Hey, who knew? The Bible was right. Sin brings death. You know, the right answer was there all along. Hey, purity is powerful. <laughs> but there's something in, our, in actually that happens physically in men's minds when they view that stuff over and over again, where they're changed inside their head physically. It's not just spiritual, it's physical. And so what do they need? They need the grace of God to break that spiritual bond, but they also need the grace of God to renew their mind to where their mind actually physically is healed to think differently and to respond differently. So I, I just want to 
encourage you in the grace of God. As it says, it's appeared to all men while we wait for the blessed hope. So we're waiting for Jesus to come back, but the grace is active in our lives. He gave Himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for Himself a people that are His very own, eager to do what is good. You know, that's the thing that I want active in my life. God, I want the... You know, it says in Philippians that God works to will and to do according to His good purposes. In other words, what is that? That's talking about grace right there. What does Paul also say further? I, I strive with all of my strength with the grace of God. In other words, there's a partnering that happens where I am accessing it, but I, am, you know, I don't just make God, okay, God, if, if you want me to do that, just make me do it. No, that's not grace. That's, I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's, that's just laziness or something. But the grace of God says, okay, God, I'm believing that I'm going to do this with your strength. And so I'm asking you for grace in my life. I'm asking you for grace so that I can be kind to my wife. So that I can look at her differently. So that I can see her the way you see her. Lord, help me see my kids and respond to my kids and my grandkids Lord, even if there's ones who are walking away from you where I can respond, not trying to control them, but to love them and to empower them so that they can be, be, meet the real grace of God, the real Jesus, so they can be free. Because I can't free them. Only He can free them. So I don't know where you're at today. You may just have to say, I, I'm doing good. Praise God. Keep doing good. Walking in the grace of God. You may say, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the law. I'm stuck in the cycle. I'm stuck in the... I just try not to do stuff and I keep doing it. Hey, get out of the cycle of the law. Begin to focus. Forget that thing. Just don't even worry about that. Don't even focus on that thing. Begin to focus on Jesus. Just get to know Jesus. Get to love Jesus. And you'll find over time, hey, that thing doesn't have as much power anymore. Why? Because the grace is active. The Spirit of grace is, is changing your soul, is sanctifying your soul so that your, your desires begin to change. You, you, may, you may be in a place where you're going, I don't even think I even know what any of this is about. You may just need to be saved. You may just need salvation. You might need to start the, start the journey with God. You may have thought you did it. I'm not trying to... Don't doubt your salvation. If you're saved, you're saved. But if you're not saved, you're not saved. You may say, Lord, I need this. I need this in my life. I need this where my desires have changed. If your desires haven't changed, you need the grace of God in your life. And so maybe that's you this morning. You just say, you can simply say, Jesus, I need your grace in my life. Maybe I need to be saved. God saved me. Set me free. Because we're supposed to be saved from something. If you got saved and you weren't saved from anything, you probably weren't saved. Because you've got to be saved from something. We're supposed to be saved from sin. In other words, okay, I won't beat the dead horse. So let's stand. I want us to just respond to God for just a couple minutes here in His presence. Holy Spirit, we just welcome You. We ask for the grace of God to be at work in lives right now. We ask for the grace to be at work in hearts. Thank You, Lord. Lord, for opening every single one of us up to the truth. Lord, we choose to receive everything I've said that is true and anything, God, that was just John, we just asked for that to just go by the wayside, that we would forget it and go, you know, it would just go off of us. But we received the truth of Your Word this morning, God. And we, I ask, Lord, if there's anybody in here, Lord, who's 
who really needs to experience the grace for the first time, Lord, we, we just ask right now that their hearts would be touched so they just move to say yes to you. Lord, it starts with a yes. It starts with a yes. And then there's a yes in our hearts to no matter what you call us to, God, we're going to say yes. When you tell us to lay down our lives for our spouses, we will say yes. Lord, when you tell us to love when people are unlovable, we say yes. Lord, when you tell us to walk in purity and holiness, we say yes to that, God. We say yes to everything you want because the grace of God puts a yes in my heart to Jesus and a no in my heart to anything that's not from Him. And so we thank you for that, God. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would renew our hearts, Lord, renew our trust. Lord, let, let there be a, a desire in us. Lord, if there is desires in us that don't belong, God, we ask for the grace of God to come right now and begin to change those things, Lord, that we'll see things differently. Lord, if there's anything in our minds physically, just through our patterns of life, through destructive patterns, Lord, that where our minds need to think differently. We ask right now, Holy Spirit, for a supernatural renewing of minds, Lord, for a healing in our heads, Lord, that we can think the right way, God. We thank You that we can have the mind of Christ. We can think Your thoughts, Lord. We can, we can see things the way You see it. Because of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Touch our minds. Lord, let us think differently. Let us see beyond where we've been walking, God. Let us see the more that you placed in us, God. There is more for us in the grace of God. We're meant to go from glory to glory, from victory to victory. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome by our faith in you. And it's our faith that's being stirred this morning. We're believing. We're believing you. We're believing what you've said. We're believing you are who you say you are. And we choose to believe that we are who you say we are in you. Let us be a people of grace, God. We're, we're just full of grace. We're full of your strength, your power, Lord, eager to do what is good. Lord, we don't have to be talked into it. There's a desire. Lord, we want to serve people. We want to reach out. We want to love people, Lord. It's, it's supernatural. It's not us. We're not trying to work it up. Lord, we ask that we would, we would lay down. Lord, we choose to lay down anything of, of human effort, Lord, that we've tried on our own so long. God, we just lay that down. Lord, we say we give up. Lord, we want to give up on our own and say, Lord, we want to take up the cross. We want to take up your cross, the cross of grace, the cross of mercy. And we want to walk with your strength. So we thank you for that Holy Spirit applying that to each and every heart and mind in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be blessed. If you need prayer for something specific, please come on up and we'll love to, love to pray with you this morning.